Welcome to the Lady Landlords Podcast, where we empower women to gain financial independence through real estate investing. I'm your host, Becky Nova, founder of Lady Landlords. If you're ready to buy, manage, and grow your real estate portfolio, then let's get started. Are you looking to scale your portfolio quickly, but are not sure how? Well, this episode is for you then. Welcome to this week's episode of the Lady Landlords Podcast. I am your host and founder, Becky Nova, and today we're going to be breaking down the myths between HELOCs and cash out refinances. Now, these are two great ways to be able to leverage the properties that you currently have and to be able to pull the equity out of those properties and use them to purchase more properties. Now, there are multiple different ways that you can scale and be able to grow your portfolio, but these two tend to be the most popular ones. And we talk about them all the time in the Lady Landlords Facebook group. So I really wanna make sure that we break them down so you know which will be an option that you can use, and then which also is going to be the right option based on what you already have. Now, the most important thing with these strategies is to remember that they are based on property that you already own. Now, this can actually be owner-occupied property. This could be investment properties. That much doesn't really make a difference, but you do need to already own at least some type of property in order to use these two strategies. Now, with these two strategies, we do talk a lot about how we are actually leveraging what we have to purchase more properties. Now, I did an episode a few weeks ago about how to make sure that you're not over leveraging yourself and you feel comfortable doing these types of strategies. So if you've not seen that episode or listened to it, please do make sure to go back and take a listen to that episode just so you understand your risk tolerance to see if these two strategies are even something that you should be considering. What we mean by over leverage is we are now taking out loans on something that we might possibly have a loan on. Every single person listening to this has their own understanding of risk and what they feel comfortable taking on from a debt perspective. When we take out mortgages, we are already taking out a debt. Now, when we're taking out lines of credit, on those said properties, that is something that we do need to make sure that we have that money, that we have that emergency, that we have those savings, those funds, um, just to make sure that we can rest our head on our pillows at night and know that our bills are going to be paid and that we're not going to be losing not only our personal home, but also then our rental properties. So do keep that in mind. Like I said, that episode was just a few weeks ago. So feel free to go back and listen to the episode about over leveraging yourself before moving forward with this episode. But let's dive into the difference between cash out refinances and HELOCs. So we're going to start first with going through that cash out refinance. Really within a cash out refinance, what we are doing is we are taking out a whole new mortgage on that property that we bought. Okay. So as you remember, when you went through getting that mortgage process for that property the first time, you had to make sure to provide all those documents, bank statements, um, your, your W-2s, all of those different types of things. They checked your credit. They looked at your DTI, your debt to income ratio. All of those different factors went into getting that first mortgage. Well, now you are actually doing the whole process over for a new mortgage. You can do this anytime you want in order to change or update the terms of your original mortgage for it. 
Um, for example, maybe you would like to be changing what your interest rate looks like, or you want to change from a 30-year mortgage to a 15-year mortgage. Those are the payment terms of your mortgage. When you want to change those, you would be doing a refinance, whole new mortgage, just like we're discussing here. But in this strategy, in order to be able to grow your portfolio, it's a way to be able to get access to cash. And that cash is the equity you have in your property. Now, you can have equity in your property purely from an appreciation standpoint. You purchased a house in 2012. You purchased it for $200,000. Now it's in an area that's really been growing. Now that house is worth $250,000. You now have that equity from just that appreciation over time. Also, you grow equity because you are making your mortgage payments every single month. So that house that you bought in 2012 that you paid $200,000 for, well, when you're paying every single month on it for a decade, let's say now you only owe $100,000. So you also have that $100,000 equity from literally just paying down your mortgage. But now you're interested in growing and you want to make sure to pull out and use the money that you have sitting there in your current home. When you do a cash out refinance, you do change the terms of your loan. So that is something to be aware of. And we're going to talk about that more in a minute. But the whole point of doing a cash out refinance is to be able to then pull out that said equity that we just went through. Now, every single bank has its own ratio of what amount of money they will actually allow you to pull out of that, that equity. So if you've ever heard the term LTV, loan to value, that is how the bank will determine how much money they will actually allow you to take out. If they were not going to allow you to take out every single penny that you own in the house, that's going to be way too risky for them, but they will give you a percentage. Usually they look for either a 75 LTV, 85 LTV. That's a little bit more common of the numbers that I am hearing now. It does tend to be associated a little bit of what's going on in the market. So when you are inquiring about a cash out refinance, do make sure to ask what is the LTV that they would be able to give to you? Because that is the number of really what monies you're going to be able to pull out from here. So what is great about this cash out refinance is you're already familiar with the process of how to get that mortgage. It's going to be the exact same thing over for you. Now, one of the other benefits, since you are changing the term, is that there is still a chance that you can actually lower your interest rate here. Now, this is clearly getting a little bit more difficult, especially if you've bought in the past few years when we've had historically low interest rates, and now they are clearly climbing. But if you bought your house maybe 10 years ago and still had a 6 7% interest rate, there still is that small chance that you can actually lower your interest rate along with pulling that cash out. Something else that could be a benefit to you would be if you have mortgage insurance on your current property. If that is one that you are actually refinancing, there is a chance that you can actually remove that mortgage insurance at the same time that you were going through this cash out refinance. So that's gonna be a great benefit to you. And those two scenarios could actually really help lower that payment a little bit. So do make sure to ask the mortgage broker or lender that you were using if those two scenarios would work for you. Also, what's great about a cash out refinance is that this situation is applicable to both owner-occupied properties and also investment properties. It's the same process, and this is something that you would have access to.
Now, the negative side of a cash out refinance is that in most situations, your payment is going to be higher. Meaning if your mortgage payment right now is $1,200, but yet you're pulling out $100,000 in equity, maybe now you're going to be paying uh, $1,400 a month in your mortgage payment. So do make sure to have an understanding of what that new mortgage payment will be. Now, why is that important? Well, it's important because if we are going to be pulling out the equity from a property to go buy another property to be able to make cash flow, if you have now a higher monthly payment, you need to account for that difference in monies because that's the cost of borrowing money to go buy new property. So if you're analyzing this new property and you realize, great, I have a property that's going to cash flow an extra $500 a month, but your payment on property number one went up by $200, well, technically your cash flow on that new property is only $300 a month because you have to factor in that cost of money, all right? Also, do you remember that the length of the loan, since you are now restarting that mortgage, if you had a 30-year mortgage and you had it for 10 years and now you did a cash out refinance, you now have a brand spanking new 30-year loan, okay? So that length of that loan now is going to be new. It will most likely be extended from when you originally purchased that property. So do make sure that you remember that you're going to have to pay payments during that time. Also, to me, the biggest negative of having to pay, of doing a cash out refinance is really that you are paying closing costs all over again. Remember, it's a whole new mortgage. So remember to factor that in when you are considering a cash out refinance and seeing if it is right for you. Do make sure to factor in what your closing costs are going to be because you are going to have to pay that as that is a whole new mortgage. So keep that in mind. That is option one. That is a cash out refinance and the basics of how that would work. So let's now switch gears and talk about a HELOC. A HELOC is a home equity line of credit. This really is almost where you are turning your house into a credit card. That's the most simple way that I can think of creating an analogy for it. It really is taking out a line of credit, just like you do with the credit card. You're saying, great, I've owned this property. Same type of example. We now have that $150,000 in equity in that property that we bought back in 2012, for example, and we want to be able to tap into it. We don't necessarily want to do that cash out refinance due to those cons that I had just shared with you. Maybe then this home equity line of credit is an option. It is actually a second loan on that property. The first loan being that mortgage, the second one now being this HELOC. So here what you're doing is you are allowing yourself to be able to take out that money from that property. Now, a great thing about HELOCs is that you get approved for a certain amount of money. It would be the same thing with a cash out refinance where it is associated with that LTV, that loan to value ratio of the lender, but you don't actually have to take out that whole lump sum like you do in a cash out refinance. Remember, it's like a credit card, all because they allow you and give you a line of credit of $150,000 well, maybe you only need to borrow 50K to be able to use that for a down payment on another property. What's great about that is you then are only paying interest on the 50K that you actually borrowed, not the whole $150,000 that you are approved for. So that's really going to help keep down your cost of borrowing money in this situation, which would be really helpful for a HELOC. Also, at the beginning of a HELOC, when you first get approved, that's called the draw period. That's when you can take out that money. 
Usually during that draw period, you will only have to make payments that are either minimum payments or just interest only payments. So what that does is that allows you the time to actually go find that other cash flowing property to be able to bring, be bringing money in before you really have to make those full payments back to repay your HELOC. That does happen after that draw period. There's a point in time where you can't necessarily take that money out of that HELOC anymore, where you are required to pay that back. That is called your repayment period. And those payments you do have to pay in full. So make sure to ask your lender how long that draw period is and also when that repayment time will take place. That is really important. Also in this situation, do remember that you will need to have your credit checked and will need to have a good credit score for this. Usually looking around over that 650 space would really be what you're looking at for a HELOC. And also they will look at your DTI, your debt to income ratio, just like they do for that cash out refinance. Now, let's talk about those negatives of our HELOCs. One of the biggest negatives of a HELOC is that in most situations, HELOCs have variable rates, which means that they are going to change what your interest rate is over the length of that line of credit. So that is something to definitely take note of, and that is something to speak to the bank about or your lender to make sure you understand how those rates will change and what that will actually do to the line of credit that you are taking. So that's really important to make sure that you are asking. Also, remember that we said that a HELOC is a home equity line of credit. That therefore means that it needs to be your home, meaning owner occupied. HELOCs are, used, are not for your investment properties. You can still take out the equity on those, but then that would just be called a line of credit. Now you're taking a line of credit on investment property rather than taking a HELOC, a home equity line of credit on your personal property. So it's great to have both options, absolutely. But do remember that you will probably have not only different rates, but those different rates will probably be higher on the line of credit for the investment property. Lenders tend to see that as being riskier since it is an investment property rather than a home where that owner is actually living. So therefore those rates tend to be a little bit higher and not all lenders will do a line of credit on an investment property in the same way that they will do a HELA on an owner occupied property. So when you are calling around, do make sure to be clear when you are talking to lenders on if you are looking for a HELA for an owner occupied property or a line of credit for an investment property. All right. So hopefully those two strategies and breaking those down give you an idea of what may be an option for you. If you still need help and would like to speak through which strategy would be best for you to use with your specific portfolio, please do check out our roadmap workshop. In our roadmap workshop, we work one-on-one -on -one and go through your specific situation to make sure that you are doing the right strategy in order to grow your portfolio quickly, to scale correctly, and to be able to hit financial freedom and financial independence at a faster rate. So please do make sure to head over to lady-landlords.com to learn more about the Lady Landlords Roadmap Program. Also, remember to subscribe to this episode so you do not miss any of our upcoming Lady Landlords podcasts. We release a new episode every single Tuesday, so I look forward to seeing you in the next episode of the Lady Landlords podcast. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you're feeling stuck in your real estate journey, visit lady-landlords.com slash roadmap to book a one-on-one workshop with me. I'll help you determine your next best strategy. Or you could subscribe to our newsletter for exclusive tips and offers. Invest with confidence, become a lady landlord today.